Hello there and uh, good afternoon. It's Michael Kahn speaking here for the Futurology Show. Uh, we, we lost our little intro clip there, so we'll have to chat to Palesa about that. But it's a Futurology Show. It is 12 o'clock on a, on a Wednesday afternoon. And I don't know. I'm pretty surprised. I thought you had pressed a pause button for the first time in your life. We had a silent <laughs> mic. <laughs> yeah, there's no silent mic going on here, but there's absolutely none. How are you, Brett? Oh, very good, man. So uh, welcome, everybody. This is Brett Sinclair, the uh, African digital disruptor and squirrel rocker. Um, I'm really excited today because I'm always excited when Brett Lindsay decides to make a no-show. Yeah, shame. Poor Brett. He's not feeling too good today, hey? No, he's at the dock at the moment. So, Brett, yeah. if you're listening to us on the uh, the broadcast system <laughs> at the doctor's... Shame. Shame. Yeah. Just remember what happens when you go to the doctor. Cough. Cough, cough. <laughs> Cough, cough. But shame. You know, we, we, we've got another sick person in the studio today, Justin McCarthy. <laughs> Are you, Justin? Cough, cough. Cough, cough. cough, cough. <laughs> but today, uh, we, we got a bit of a, an interesting show. We're looking straight towards the future and we, we're not getting stuck in anything current or, 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 um, any, any kind of media or any, any current issues. We're really getting into some fascinating stuff. We're looking at the blockchain. And we're looking at universal basic income. So, just I think before we get into that, do you want to just because I'm terrible at introducing people and I always screw up their, their bios. So do you want to just give a give a quick overview of who you are and and why you're in studio? Okay, cool. Thanks, guys, and thanks for having me. Um, I'm not going to give you a rundown on the bio because we'll be here all day. So, but I basically, I come out of a, a marketing advertising background. And I abandoned the corporate sector about two years ago, just over two years ago, uh, and specifically with a focus on consumer tech. Yeah. And uh, I got together with an old friend of mine. We go back to varsity days uh, who had this really BHAG idea, big yeah. very audacious goal of changing the world. And uh, that's pretty much where I am today, where I'm spending 95% of my time on a – Thing called Project Ubu, which we'll get into, I'm sure. Fantastic. Mm, I was yeah. just thinking of big, hairy, audacious. Well, the only person I know like that is Mike. Uh, I, I'm just ignoring <laughs> this. I've got, I've got my clothes on here, Brett. The so squirrel keeps on rocking. Oh, it's good. Well, if you don't pronounce it correctly, it could be B Hab, big, hairy, audacious Brett. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm a Hab Bean. <laughs> yeah, Hab Bean. Yeah, Hab Bean. Hab Bean, Brett, 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 Brett. Um, but let's get straight into it, Jess, because I think there's, there's a huge amount to, to discuss. And the, and the scary thing is sitting in here it, is it, it goes very quickly. Um, if, if we look at the current economic climate, if we current look, uh, look at the current setup, you know, the stats that have come out, I think, I think it was one of the world organizations that brought out the current in, income inequality stats. 62 people have as much as, you know, I, I don't know, about a half of the world's population, you know, the, the, the challenge of <laughs> Did popul- you say 62 people have 62 half pe- of the world's population? Oh, she's sorry. It, the, the, they must be breeders. They must be breeders. They must be. Squirrel rocker. Yeah, no, exactly. We, we don't have so squirrel rockers. Ro- yeah, we, we, we've got rabbits here instead of squirrels. Jay-Z, you, you have some competition. Yeah. So, so let, me re- let me rephrase that. 62 people have as much income 
or, or wealth as the bottom half of the world's population. That's nuts. It's, it's insane. I mean, when you look at, I mean, if an alien had to suddenly arrive on Earth here and look at this and say from a rational, reasonable perspective, how is, how good is this? It, it would be a shocking reality. So people are suffering in terms of the inequality, living on less than $2 a day. And, and, and we are facing some really, really fundamental challenges and, and businesses are not excluded from this because if, if they don't have consumers with cash, there's no demand. So they can supply. There's no economy, right? There's no economy. Absolutely. Mm. And, and one of the big challenges to make sure that everyone is economically active in the, in, in the economy, which really is what you guys are trying to get to and trying to solve. Hey, just you kind of on the money really there, Mike. Excuse, um, excuse the pun there. <clears throat> yeah, pardon the pun. That slip through. Uh, that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're we're trying to, uh, and in a sense, and I kind of open it with, and I say this frequently, and it makes some of my partners quite uncomfortable. But really, what we're trying to do is marry some of the ideology of socialism. And yeah, we all went through. Not all of us, but a lot of us uh, went through that uh, socialism stage where we read Marx and Engels and the likes yeah. at university and whatever. Became consciously aware. Got into the real world and went. Jesus, that's a pile of bollocks. Uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an arch capitalist and, and I pretty much am an arch capitalist, but at the same time, you can take the principles of socialism, uh, and apply capitalist methodologies. Yeah. Capitalist type methodologies. And in our instance, specifically some of the most, uh, despised by certain quarters, certainly the left, the red left, uh, of capitalism. And, uh, and, and enable a whole new economy. And that's at a very broad sort of theoretical or almost philosophical level. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. But I, th- I think what you're creating goes beyond, uh, the, you know, the idea of left and right chair. Because Absolutely. I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's so easy to get stuck in a polarity saying, you know, if, if I'm not left, I must be right. If I'm right, I must be left. But there is a forward and there is another option. You know, paradox is reconciled by a third element. And I think what you guys are busy working with reconciles a lot of these kind of paradoxes when we look at the actual economic system. Well, you know, the World Economic Forum and many other mm. forums are looking at this very problem and going, well, how do we fix this? Yeah. How do we right. reinvent it? And how do we create a more inclusive economy? And that's really what it's about. And the beauty of it is, is, and this is where the futurology component stick comes into it, is that, that, you know, recent technology and recent advances in technology Actually, make it possible for the first time in the history of mankind. Yeah, and that's, absolutely. Yeah, it's a number of platforms that are happening all at the same time, and exactly. they're triggering this event. It's it's like the perfect storm in mm. some respects, mm. uh, in that the technology, ironically, in some people's minds, minds might be the the biggest enabler to uh, a problem that mankind has struggled with since the first dawn of history. Yeah. And, recorded history. And, and it is interesting. I mean, if we take the idea of universal basic income, you know, you mentioned the idea 10 years ago, I sort of just smacked you down very quickly, but it's becoming very strongly part of our narrative in, in today's conversation because of the challenge of automation and blockchain and, and AI, et cetera, the impact on the future of work is a very, very big issue. Well, that's exactly what's driving it. Um, yeah. You know, it's been on the agenda for a very long time. Um, I kind of take the, the approach to it that there's two perspectives on UBI. One is the developing world or developing market problem, which yeah. is Jobs. The, the massive inequality job, yeah. Yeah. you know, social welfare. Mm. And the other is uh, the disintermediation through 
by technology at the top end of the market in the first world. Yeah. And that's where really Silicon Valley has jumped on it. If you look at the guys who are mm. flying the banner, the big yeah. guys who are flying the banner, the Elon Musks mm. of the world. I mean, uh, what's his name? Zuckerberg has just jumped on the bandwagon. That's right. Late as usual, about two weeks ago. Mm. Um, <clears> quite <throat> slow, eh? Yeah. Well, well he's yeah, got to get a number of likes before he moves. Let's He's also got presidential ambitions, so let's, yeah. let's, yeah. let's not talk about that. That's no, 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 no. Which he says he doesn't, of course. Of course. Yeah. But he wants to remain yeah. CEO and, mm. and, and premium voter of Facebook while he runs for public office. Yeah. Well, <coughs> I mean, he's guaranteed to win. Yeah. Mm. Well, it does feel like it's possible these days, right? <laughs> Let's just move swiftly past the Trump issue. <laughs> but, uh, so and the second part of it, which I'm guessing is where you're going to come, is also around the emerging markets, right? So the emerging markets have this play. And I think what we're seeing in the emerging markets is it's the inequality when it comes to distribution and income rather than lack of jobs. So if I think about Sasa for us, Sasa is a, a start to this universal basic income kind of thinking that we're distributing cash out of our taxes. Yeah. Um, is, is that where you're going with the second kind of option? Uh, yes. I think Sasa or Sasa, as you mm. put it, is a special case. Um, my apologies to listeners for the coughing in the background. Mm. <coughs> He's dying. He should be with Brett at the doctor's right now. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm strong as a bull. <laughs> <laughs> the power of positive thinking. The power of positive like thinking. Like it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man flew around here. Yeah. Um, uh, look, I mean, we're, de- we're developing a solution that, that could readily fit in and deliver yeah. uh, basic income grants or any form of welfare grants mm. uh, without intermediaries, without all the other nonsense. Without, uh, don't underestimate the technology that Net One and the subsidiaries mm. in South Africa have in place because that is not readily replicable. Mm, correct. Uh, and for but any distribution is a challenge. Right? Distribution Always. is a huge challenge. It's a huge challenge. I mean, you've seen, I'm sure you've seen some of it. If yeah. you've ever spent yeah. any time in the rural areas, you see Bucky's coming along with ATMs on the back, yeah. you know, yeah. with, uh, with a, with a, a, um, and it's satellite tower, <laughs> a satellite uh, dish on the roof, so that they've yeah. got connections. And yeah. you know, and that's you know that's a that's a fairly small percentage of it. But the technology required to deliver that under the current infrastructure is enormous. Yeah. Um, what, as we all know, what is the universal device? Well, the universal device is the mobile phone, and that's mm. where the space gets really mm. interesting. Okay. Married to all the other layers of technology. I mean, I, I learned something the other day about um, Sessa, which I found kind of debunking the myth that the distribution is wholly owned and difficult to deploy through um, NetOne's kind of infrastructure. And 40% of all the transactions that are being distributed through SASA actually go through the checkers, uh, retail distribution outlets. So you look at the volume of people who are queuing, and I actually feel I I empathize for checkers because they're essentially doing it at zero cost. Um, They are dealing with the, um, or sorry, zero income there. They chose to opt out and rather make money off the transaction. And they've got to, I guess in the initial stages, you can imagine saying, well, we've got plenty of cash. You're happy to do that. But the problem is it all gets paid out on one day. And you have massive queues yeah. and you, you have problems with toilets. You have problems with your customers using the stores. You have cash flow problems. So, I mean, 
Chequers is taking a hell of a hit on the SASA, and they represent a large portion of what's being paid out, mm. which kind of makes me start to think that, you know, maybe distribution is addressable when you reestablish some of the partnerships that they have in play, not underestimating the technology behind it. Um, and then you swap it out with something that's truly transparent, uh, transparent and, and, and transportable. transportable actually, portable, yeah. rather. Portable. Yeah. 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 Look, I'm, I don't have the same empathy as you do mm. for the supermarket mm. groups. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't, no, I don't mean that callously. I, yeah. I, I've worked with them for, for yeah. a number of years, yeah. uh, with one group in particular. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there are, there are all sorts of issues. I mean, if you go to month end, mm. you pick yeah. a big town in South Africa, anywhere in the, semi-urban or yeah. semi-rural areas uh, and even the rural areas and the queues start at 5 a.m. Uh, yeah. So there's thousands of yeah. people outside of ShopRite or outside of Spar or outside of Checkers or mm. outside of Pick and Pay or whatever the case is. The flip side of that <clears throat> excuse me, is that when they collect they spend in store. They spend in store. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. So yeah. it it is a yeah. it is a one hand does wash the other in that respect. And, the, and they're creating loyalty. And they're well, I, I wouldn't well, call it, it a loyalty. On the but they're, right? They're bringing, certainly <laughs> bringing people in store. Yeah. In store. yeah, feed in store. And the distribution of stores is, uh, and that's the interesting model because there's yeah. one player in that market that has a much wider, broader. Uh, footprint in terms of the number of stores and much more deeply rural than yeah. any of the others. And, uh, and they actually benefit more than For sure. the ShopRite group does, or the Checkers group that you're mm. talking about. So, so you, you know, Brett's just really alluded to the, the, the depth of the challenge. What, what are you guys actually doing and mm. what are you actually building in terms of this blockchain UBI as Project Uber? Can you take us through essentially the, the idea and, and, and the, the mechanics of what you're trying to do and what you're trying to uh, achieve? It, sure. it, is it Ubu or is it Uba? Is it? Ubu. So it's UBU. U-B-U. Right. Okay. Yeah, U-B-U. It's an acronym for Universal Basic Unit. Yeah, Uber is nice. that right. taxi service. You know, you said Uber, so yeah. I, you know, I'm just, I feel like I'm correcting you a lot today. You are. Um, you are. Um, <laughs> you are. Um. Thanks, Can you call Brett. me Pippa? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly, I just. <laughs> I'm going to leave his wife out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who Pippa is. I mean, <laughs> neither do I. I wasn't saying anything. <laughs> yeah. It's your new wife. Yeah, she's gonna love me for that one. <laughs> I'm just gonna mute you here, Brett. Oh, thanks. <laughs> okay, cool. So, so uh, look, the whole concept of a universal basic income. I think before we get into Project Ubi, I'd like to just pause and talk about sure. that mm. subject a little bit because mm. it's got huge proponents and it's got huge opponents. Opponents, um, <clears throat> and there's a lot of theory. There's a lot of banter around it. There's mm. a lot of talk around it. Um, there's not a hell of a lot of real, genuine research yeah. into it. There are about a dozen or 15 uh, instances and examples. Some of them are quite small. Some of them are very significant and large, like Namibia did a, yes. uh, a study in 2012 mm, for a year that. or two, um, <clears throat> which is very interesting. But by and large, <clears throat> two things. Uh, the first thing is that uh, uh, universal basic income – Tests as have the, as they've been done, particularly in in uh, poorer areas. One of the one of the most vocal opposition voices to it is, well, you're just going to make people fat and lazy. They're yeah, yes, turn it into exactly. the dole, and they'll sit on the, the capitalistic view to universal basic income, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, that's not the case in yeah. any of the twelve or fifteen case studies that have been extensively researched. Yeah. So. Um, they're not ideal, no, but they've certainly uh, reduced 
uh, A, reduce poverty, obviously, and with a reduction of poverty, you get a reduction in crime, and you have a very high uptick in many instances of entrepreneurism, where people who Dudley, who's the founder of this business, likes to put yeah. it this way. He's a, he comes from the energy space, so uh, and he's a mathematician and a and a, and a brain that that uh, that I don't understand a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> it's like Brett's brain, yeah. <laughs> Except there's nothing, mathemat- nothing there's nothing mathematical about that. But yeah, uh, he puts it in energy terms: is that you have so many kilojoules of energy in a day, yeah, as a human being, that you need to to get through the day. Yeah. Um, and if you're you know, if you're on the wrong side of the invisible line where you don't have access to the economy, you spend expend all of that energy just surviving, Living, surviving, just yeah. surviving. Yeah. You know, you it's look at the guys analogy, who, yeah. who collect mm, this, collect the plastic and the and yes. the, uh, um, the the cardboard and stuff on the streets, yeah. and they wheel it all the way down from Santon to Alexandra, and that takes them. You know, they get going before dawn, uh, and then for that they get a, a bit of cash. What do they do with that? Well, basically, they feed themselves for the next 24 hours. Yeah. So that really is living hand to mouth. Mm. And <clears throat> so that amount of energy, it just gets consumed in survival. So the, the theory is that if you provide people with enough, say, 2 to $3 a day, depending on which measure you want to use, sure. uh, to feed themselves, they then will be able to turn themselves into productive human beings. And they'll apply that time and energy into doing something more productive, into earning a living, into becoming a trader or whatever yeah. it is that they Education, have to do. learning. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All Better of society, things. right? Yeah. And then you become a, uh, a productive uh, 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 member of society. Yeah. And you become a productive member of the economy. So that's the first thing about UBIs. So the second thing is that <clears throat> and I, I'm – one of these who's uh, very skeptical of the um, the sustainability long term of a tax based universal basic income. Yeah. Uh, from an economic modeling point of view, well, <clears throat> if you look at European models and European studies, that's a different markets, first world, Western Europe. Those studies come out basically saying, well, it's, it's social welfare dressed up in a different set of clothing. Yeah, very much so. Um, I think it's a different story in developing markets, but then you have it's not universal uh, or not unconditional. Because no, it couldn't be social welfare because everybody gets it. Well, you see, not necessarily, and this is the thing, is that, okay. is that in, in many instances there are certain classes of people, so it isn't universal. Uh, they call yeah, it it's uncon- a, it's uncon- a dangerous term, universal. It is, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's misrepresented sometimes. So others call it a, 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 a um, uh, an unconditional basic yeah. income. So we'll give you the money, but we're not we're not uh, prescribing how you must use that money. Yeah. So okay. if you want to go like the doll, for buy food, yeah, a bunch or you want to go down to the pub and drink beer, well, that's your that's yeah. your choice. You can, yeah. you can. Can, can I just jump in there? It's different to the doll, Brett, because mm-hmm. what, what a no, no. UBI principle effectively says is. That instead of us giving money to um, a whole lot of different governmental departments and, and we can go and get free education, free health care, we'll give you the money. And it's up to you on how you actually pay, uh, use it. Mm-hmm. So so there's a debit and a credit share. So, so it's not just saying, okay, here's the dole, but we're still going to subsidize all of those other things. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a very different principle to, to the grants framework and to the dole framework. Yeah. It's, it's a far more comprehensive ecosystem, and it's a balanced ecosystem as opposed to just fixing a, a, an individual need in it. So if it's not around uh, a funding through tax, where do you see it coming from? No, this is the <clears throat> this is the real differentiator mm. uh, for us mm. because uh, that's where the capitalist component I was talking about comes yeah. in. So we start now. We'll talk about Project Ubu a little bit. So we start with the very premise that 
that's uh, and the very uh, uh, origins of this idea, the genesis of this idea, came from a question that was asked of of Dudley, who's the founder. Just say, why is it that people who aren't uh, poor people, basically, uh, are not deemed to have any value in society? And if you look at that from a pure economics point of view, well, it's obvious because they haven't got any. They're not generating any income, mm. or not mm. generating any it's consumption. They're not consuming, or they're, mm. or they're reliant on others for consumption, etc., mm. etc. Et so um, <clears throat> we've taken a different approach to that, and that's where the kind of socialist component comes in and says, well, everybody actually has potential value. So if you're sitting on the invisible side of the of the wrong side of that invisible barrier, and that invisible barrier is those with access to the economy and those without access to mm. the economy, if you happen by birth to be born into the flip side of that, uh, the wrong side of that wall. Yeah. Um, you're a bit screwed because you, you, you never get out of that trap. One in no. a million gets out of that trap. You know, it has a f- fantastic ability to play cricket. The next thing is playing for, you know, the da- Delhi Daredevils and for sure. is a Bollywood star. Um, but those are real, real exceptions. <clears throat> so um, we, uh, we've taken the approach that's slightly philosophical. Um, uh, more than anything else to say that well everyone has a value yeah so because they're not perceived to have value let's inject some value into them mm. so let's distribute them with this unit of account which we call yes. the universal basic unit um which they can then use essentially to um, very basic princi- principles here eventually essentially to feed themselves so that they can then on the two dollar two dollar fifty three dollars a day benchmark uh, they can then um uh, feed themselves and then apply their energies to yeah. becoming more economic or becoming economically active. And, and, so it provides them access into the economy, essentially. Yeah. Okay. So that's the principle. And and how how does this actually work from a practical perspective? Because <clears throat> you're building this on a blockchain, so it's a distributed yeah. framework. Um, how how do you actually practically go about doing it? Okay. So uh, again, various parts. That the the tech side of it is, and the blockchain component of it is, is really just the immutability mm. uh, and the Ability to uh, or for a clean audit trail, okay, uh, and security. Okay, uh, security is an issue. So it's not about creating currency on the blockchain. It's actually there to to, to validate and verify the transfer of value. Uh, no, it's actually a unit of okay. account. It it will be a unit of account. It will be a unit of account. The so it will be the same as uh, any other cryptocurrency out there in its in its initial s- sense. Um, Different, uh, different purpose, but the same technologically, the same. Yeah, it's a cryptocurrency 100%. run and secured on the blockchain. Okay, so we'll distribute this cryptocurrency to anyone who registers uh, with us. Okay, uh, there's no cost of registration, um, and the only thing you're required to do is provide your name, ID number, and your location, uh, which we would then. We'll, and we will never, ever, ever sell that data for sure to, to anybody. That's sacrosanct because trust is the fundamental mm, absolutely. principle here. Even that one. Even network, especially <laughs> network, <laughs> or EBSA, or there you go, Brett. Sorry, man. Back at you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's the that, that's the, the sort of tech side. Uh, obviously, it's uh, we we'll say obviously, but it operates via mobile phone interface. Um, we will at the moment we're only building a a an app based one, Android okay. app. Okay. Uh, and that's to test it, uh, just because that's the easiest way to test it for lots sure. of other reasons. Um, and there's different markets which we're addressing in this as well, which we can get into if, if later on, if we have time. Um, but in essence, it, it will be able to, the technology will be able to work on any phone, any okay. feature phone, any, any, 
SMS or USSD okay. enabled. Now, that was actually my next question. Yeah, okay. Are you able to integrate the, the – Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It's All a little right. more difficult, and you don't have yes. quite the same functionality, as you know, you guys know. But, um, you know, there are 5 billion active phones in the world now. Yeah. So in in the next decade – Pretty much everyone will be on some sort of basic feature, uh, some sort of basic uh, smartphone. Yeah. Abs- absolutely, and, to take it. And and the financial modeling behind this, because if if we just had to let, let's just take hypothetically the the uh, eighteen odd seventeen eighteen odd million people that are on the Sasa grants right now, and we had to replace the Sasa grant uh, with the Ubu. Um, how, how would that practically work, and how would you actually mm. finance that? And and what does that mean to me as a recipient in terms of actually buying? Goods and services. Good question, Mike. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, a we wouldn't look to replace the Salsa grant. I mean, yeah, you know, we could yeah. use the government could use this uh, distribution model that we are building uh, to more efficiently distribute grants. Okay, not, then it's already underpinned. There's no cash, right? Because you're taking cash out of the system. You're taking cash out of the system. Yeah. It's a digital token. Yeah. 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 So it's no different from anything else. So that would add a layer of security. It reduces the inefficiency of the system, uh, theft, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, having to queue to collect your yeah. cash, having dispensing machines, all of that stuff mm, that goes sure. on in the real mm. world. But anyone else can do that. Mm. You know, yeah. um, Mpesa could do that. Yes, um, exactly. <clears throat> what do you call the other guys who've been at it for, for a number of years? Uh, Cellbucks. Yeah. A very yeah. sophisticated, very, very good Digital product mm. that tokenizes money, and they work with NISFAS and uh, yeah, they do that's the right. On that, there's conditions attached to them, so and so that's not there's nothing new in that. Uh, so we we don't have an ambition by any stretch of the imagination. I want you to make that very clear yeah. of becoming the next net one because we're not we're not in that game. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what we're about is creating value in our own unit of account, and that is the that's the hard part. Yes, the rest mm. of it is easy. The technology mm. you can buy, you can yeah. develop, you can. Mm. You can uh, uh, people you can recruit. Uh, say, hey, we're going to give you some units, and you can go and do stuff with them. Hey, it's easy. Sign up. I'll take them. Yeah. Uh, the hard part is, is there's no bread. Is it a gold yeah. bar? Yeah, right. Exactly. So, yeah. so the financial model, or if you like, the economic model, it's not really a financial model. Yeah, is revolves around uh, fundamentally unlocking what we call, and it's a classification of moribund and inefficient capital, which is all over the place in yeah. in the yeah. economy. There's a lot of it. There's a yeah. lot of it. There's so there's lot. pockets of money that are – or pockets of capital and assets that are locked up in systems where nobody really knows what to do with them or how to unleash them. Um, there's an enormous amount of uh, of, of, of uh, capital locked up in inefficiencies. Uh, just think about um, uh, simple inefficiencies. Think about renewing your vehicle license. Yeah. How much of a schlep is that and how much uh. time – What's the cost to you as a as a as a motorist to you know have to go to a, mm. to the department, fill out a form, get Plus a your eight hundred and fifty rand fine because you've now well, tried that, three times. That's the only thing the that right they documents. have on the system is the fine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they fill out the forms, etc., etc. Yeah. So and then standing queue. I mean, that's enormously inefficient. But the and technology solves a lot of that. Totally, a lot of those problems. Um, and that's where where there's this there's huge amounts of capital that is inefficient that we're looking to unlock that okay. creates an underpin or creates a, a value associated with with the unit so is is that so i've got that a sounds hard, difficult though yeah it's just it difficult uh, mm. i was going to say it's not easy because mm. what what you're really saying is let's say i've got uh, 200 million rand sitting spare in in in, in the bank account 
would, would I then come and give you that 200 million rand to then tra- effectively transfer the wealth from those that have to those that have not? Or am I misunderstanding this? Well, you could, mm. but that's not, again, and we'd take it. Absolutely, yeah. and we'd account for it and we'd distribute it, but that's not the aim. The aim is to is uh, so. There's a number of areas. Let me give some examples. Yeah, we're talking theoretically here. Mm. So one of the the obvious areas is in uh, loyalty points. Yeah, Brett from the bank, for instance. Mm. Uh, mm. I don't know how many bites of the cherry Absa mm. uh, oh. has had. Uh, I've brilliant at doing cost. it. Not yeah. really, not really. And they, they, in fact, they, they blew and red from doing it so much. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Starts out red, turns blue. Yeah. Like red. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, um, yeah, it's a serious subject. We need a little bit of light heartedness <laughs> as well. But it, you, you know what? It's it's actually so fascinating. This. Uh, uh, anyway. Okay. So, so take Absa, Absa yeah. as an instance. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> You've got, let's say you, the bank has got, I don't know. I haven't looked at the balance sheet of, of late. Um, yeah. But probably hundreds of millions in a liability in rewards yeah. sitting on the balance sheet. Yeah. They need – earning them is easy. Burning them is difficult. It's difficult yeah. Ask eBucks. eBucks mm. is by far and away the most successful program, as we all know, but it's for very good reason. And I was involved in it for a short period of time at the time where, where the bank actually realized to make this thing work, we need fungibility. Mm. So the, the, the value was pegged at $0.10 cents in a rand. Um, what they needed to do was increase the – the base of uh, products that you could, yeah. you could acquire with your e-bucks, which they then did through multiple partnerships. And today you can buy everything from a, from a 150,000 rand 4x4 trailer to 10 rands worth of airtime with your e-bucks. Okay. That's, yeah. that's real fungibility. Yeah. What's fungibility? What, what, just to find that uh, The exchange of, 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 of something for, of, of equitable okay. or similar value. Okay. Yeah. So, so I give more options to be able to <clears throat> spend. Yeah. 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 So you can see the bankers. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so if you consider, uh, let's take SAA because one of my favorite examples. Yeah. Uh, SAA sits with, I don't know how many air miles. It was yeah. very difficult to burn as a customer. Yeah. Because you, how often can you actually get an upgrade? Not very often. Yeah. Number one or number two, you can only use it for car hire or hotel rooms, and that's about yeah. the extent of which it goes. So it's not a it's not a really it's not an ecosystem. It's a very narrow ecosystem. And if you're like anything like me, you spent too much time traveling in his life. Um, hey, I can't even get into my into my yeah. Voyager Rewards program for the last three years. I've been locked out and I can't get there. So there's hundreds of thousands of Voyager miles yeah. that are sitting on their mm. books. Which may eventually decay or expire or whatever, but a lot of organizations didn't have those expiry methods on them. So they sit on the balance in their liability. And yeah. accountants go nuts every, every year and it comes to financial year and they go, Hey guys, product guys, get rid of these things. So <clears throat> if you're one of those organizations sitting with a lot of those, with a lot of those, uh, uh loyalty points, we'll exchange them or well, offer them. Offer your customer mm. base Uber's an exchange, which today yeah. might not be worth anything. It might only be worth one cent, but one cent is still better than nothing. And yes. a year's time, that might be worth five cents. And another year's time, that might be worth 20 cents. Uh, so that's one instance of unlocking what we call moribund capital. Okay. So, so if, if I'm sitting with, say, a hundred e-bucks points, I now cash them in for a hundred Ubus. So I get a hundred Ubu tokens. How does that help? Um, the chap in the rural area who needs to get the UBI. Well, uh, the I mean the fundamental there. There's there's lots of examples of of uh, of how you create value in that. So yeah. ideally, what we're hoping to do, or what we're trying to do, not not hoping to do, is 
a PIGIT at more or less, uh, uh, at the outset, it's a digital token. Yeah. So when we go to market, we'll peg it at, we'd like to peg it at 10 cents. Okay. So it has a, an easily divisible, yeah. because that's a, also a challenge. For sure. So it can't be worth 10 cents, uh, to you at, uh, at store A and five cents to you at store no, B. That, no. Then you have an issue. Mm-hmm. So you need some sort of methods and, uh, of control. Um, so we've got a bunch of incentive programs for, for early adopters who, who come into it, whether they're retailers, whether they're, uh, they're, whether they're uh, any organization with loyalty points, um, whether they're, whatever they are to, uh, to, to peg an exchange value at that. Okay. okay. So there's a, a level of underpin, uh, involved and there's a level of risk that needs to be taken by the vendor. Whoever the vendor may be, by vendors we categorize yeah. them as retailers, and anyone else who will accept them as a form of, or a form of exchange, as a, as a form of currency, in essence. Um, and there's, there's, I mean, I've only gone to one example so far, but there's a, there's another ten or fifteen that genuine okay. examples where we think we can unlock moribund capital, okay, uh, or inefficient <coughs> assets, and um, and then, you know, in if we get some traction with it and when we get some traction with it, that's when it starts to get interesting because yeah. then it opens to the marketplace. Um, so if you're a game developer, for argument's sake, um, and you develop a, a new, you know, there's reward points and think of uh, what is the big great Pokemon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to get, you need to gather points and so on and so forth. And then you can win prizes and so on. Well, if you give the prizes away and sure. they don't have any, they have a token value, but they have a, uh, you know, to to a gaming market, they have an intrinsic value that's not monetary. Yeah, but there's an accumulation of them, uh, and they accumulate those. And when they do have a value, all of a sudden they take on. They don't have a monetary value. All of a sudden they take on a different guise, um, and they become a, a unit of exchange for other goods and services. For sure. So you, the idea is to create as many multiple um, sort of almost closed loop community systems as possible. Okay. Okay. Um, across the board. So whether it's a feeding scheme, whether it's, uh, unsold inventory, distressed stock. Yeah. You know, the old, you know, if you go back to food, food was one of the first places we started. There's 30% of the world's food production goes into landfills. Yeah. In its packaging. If there are mechanisms through which various retailers distribute it, as far sure. as very good at it on yeah. a local store basis, Woolworths has a program where they distribute That's it right, and they yeah. hand it over to others. But what if you, uh, as the manufacturer or the producer or the retailer of that, were able to get something, something back. in exchange yeah. as opposed to nothing in yeah. exchange? Yeah. There's so an incentive. Get, yeah. Absolutely. So you'll charge 100 ubus, which is worth one rand, for something, and you know, you've collected one rand's worth of yeah. of currency per se of value as opposed to start to create and build an economic system Mm. and if you go through the history of money and this is the part that most people don't get Mm. and it's uh and it's amazing some ceos and bankers who just actually actually don't understand how money starts central bankers reserve bankers bankers. (laughs) bankers are the worst because they are the they've got their hands on the wheel both hands on the wheel it's it's terrifying yeah but it's you know and there's a huge educational component to this which is a challenge in itself because totally. we don't have the legs to educate the world so yeah. we need as many players in the game as possible to help yeah. us to get there yeah but money comes from the entire global monetary system is based on trust yep yes because and when enough people and it doesn't matter it's not it's not only money it's also ideas when mm. enough people um believe in something 
it catches. You, totally. You've got the fire starter. Absolutely. As soon as you've got the spark under that bit of gasoline, you've now got a fire, and that fire grows. And it's exactly what's happened with Bitcoin and Ethereum and any other of the yeah. major cryptos. Totally. It's exactly what happened with gold, and it's exactly what happened with cowrie shells, and exactly what happened with stones in Polynesia, yeah. Yeah. Right? big stones yeah. that pull out of the ocean, and diamonds and everything else. I mean, what is the intrinsic value of gold? What's its application in, in commerce? It's, Not much. It's, it's what our belief is. Not a lot. Mm. I mean, you know. It's rare. And that's where Bitcoin steps in, right? It's You're creating rare. a rarity. It's rare. And it has, it leans, it mm. listens. Mm. So to, you know, uh, to our forefathers, it was like, whoo, that's sexy. Put some of that on my body and the girls will come after me. Yeah. I'm, I'm being flippant, but that's Actually, essentially what it was. You're not, right? Because that's a huge demand. It's like um, I was listening to one of Justin Spratt's recent keynotes, and he, he was talking about how Mr. any Uber. way – Not Mr. Ubu, Mr. Uber. Yes, Mr. Yeah. Uber. <laughs> she, she should have got you both on talking about yeah, money. Uber and Ubu. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he had a fascinating story about how um, mating has drive technology, <laughs> technological change. And he talks about the Gutenberg's press and how we all think it was built for uh, – Bibles, which is kind of what it does, but also in the Catholic religion, you get a penitence or pe- penance. 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 Um, so you know you've gone. <laughs> you and, didn't you know, go to church for a while. No, no, I'm, I'm, you know, not, I'm not much of a boy. church boy. And uh, you'll do penance. And you literally you sin, and then you can go and get these booklets that kind of forgive you of your sin. And that was the business model of the Gutenberger Press. Yes. But he started talking about how it's actually a lot of the. Um, Sin or uh, our ability or wanting to make more, anything that made us more desirable to the opposite sex. And you start, you laugh about the gold, right? It makes you look more desirable, right? And and that's where that kind of, you know, value yeah, was, system starts being, building. I was being flippant in my delivery of it, but the, but but actually, the principle remains. There, a principle yeah. There, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. if you look at... if you look at constructs of society, you know, mm. we all know Richard mm. Branson probably discovered it better than anyone else mm. early in his days is that our maximum capability as human beings is about 150 people that we mm. can interact yeah. with okay. facebook's trying very hard to yeah. disprove that model but it yeah. by its own yeah its own uh, metrics we also knows that your 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 pool of influence your sphere of influence extends to about 150 yeah. so mythology drives societies and drives totally uh, uh um which is your storytelling, the sapiens story, right? The yes. ability to tell stories yeah. drives a further reach on your influence. It, it, it's that's that and what <clears throat> and that trust around it and the trust around it. So, you know, I start a story today and it's yeah. a mythol- it's, a, it's a total myth. Put it Mike out on this is podcast. fantastically looking. Okay, yeah. let's start with that story. Mike, yeah, let's be mythical, looking. right? <clears throat> <For Pippa>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ask my wife, Pippa. <laughs> Yeah, so, I sorry, mean, you guys sorry, are familiar yeah. with, uh, yeah, and, and if you read, I'm sure you've read, uh, Harari's books. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, yeah. he goes into quite a lot of that as well. Yeah. So, and it's very, it's fascinating that this stuff is coming out at so many levels. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not cooked up and by four of us sitting in a room knocking our heads yeah. together. For uh, sure. Yeah. We're drawing on those principles and just applying them and applying the technology. Absolutely. Just in terms of what you guys are doing, how do you differ from these other blockchain startups that are looking at UBI, um, like uh, what's it, uh, GrantCoin and, and mm. there one or two others? Um, uh, look, it's very different in that GrantCoin is specifically, I mean, we discovered that obviously quite early in our in our uh, research. Um, it's totally reliant on 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 
on donations. Okay. Grants. So in itself, and here's a huge area that I, I haven't even touched on in terms of donor organizations. So Grantcoin is a, is a donor organization that says, give us the money and we'll distribute it efficiently via blockchain. Okay. That's great. Um, <clears throat> but you know, it isn't, it's not a UBI. It's very specific no. to certain mm. types of uh, education, et cetera, mm. et cetera, et cetera. And if you look at their success rate so far, it's, they've distributed in the region of about $25,000. It's that tiny. Is, yeah. It's tiny. It may sure. not even be that much. I'm, I, I don't quote me on the numbers, but, um, and that's, I think partly because there's no real, you know, there's, there's no real differentiator there. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. They've just created a more efficient distribution framework. Well, in, in 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 principle, look, there's lots of there's a lot of need for more efficient distribution networks. One of them is one of the areas that we're working with, and our our angel investor is a Norwegian company. Okay, and the Norwegians know more about sure. donating That's aid well, yeah. than anyone yeah. else, just about. Mm-hmm. Um, and the government takes a particular interest in how that aid is is expended. Okay, so. One of the areas we're looking at uh, developing is uh, is bringing those efficiencies of a digital token token. I beg your pardon, um, and not just in cash, but it yeah. could be it could it could be rela- it could be specific to particular items. So, um, uh, if it's uh, cement for an infrastructure project, uh, if it's yeah. a particular type of food stuff, if it's uh, um, a mother's uh, not mother's milk, what do you call it? Infant formula. Yes. Infant formula is yeah. what the Sudanese woman needs, mother of five children needs more, far more than she needs, you know, uh, olive oil or yeah, whatever. Absolutely. So you can tokenize it so that it's only, it's only, uh, it only applies to certain product. And of course you've got an, you've got an immutable, uh, transaction yeah. record and you've got a, and you can create a closed loop system there. Um, that brings, it's an interesting model and that brings, uh, a great deal of efficiency, and there's the number of aid organisations are working with blockchain players to yeah. create. Just cut down the middleman, cut down that bleed down, on the I transactional mean, process. Average, right? on average, some of the stats that I've read and I've researched some time ago, is that it's estimated by various organisations to be about forty cents in the dollar reaches the intended recipient. Yeah. So sixty cents is going off. I feel to sick. I mean, it's completely counterintuitive. Yeah, I suppose you've got to have the project teams and the delivery teams, and yeah. But I mean, stop. I mean, I, I you know, at risk of being shot down, but wow. you know, in a in a sense, it's also that model is a bit of a mafiosi. Yeah, it is. So the guys at the top are sitting in a, a nice office in Brussels. They've got a sponsored house. They travel first class. They they're well paid, mm. and they have a vested interest in not disrupting that model. Yeah, and there's an entire chain of yeah. people below it. And if you go it's, in and attack that chain, trust me, you'll wind up with a bullet in your back. Yeah, yeah it's it's a challange it's, with centralization. It's it's always, it always it always creates a power. You know, there's the always an elite, there's always an elite in the centralized yeah. model. Always. Yeah, so, so I, I want to start throwing it forward a bit, and um, uh, I'm just going to start with a topic that Mike and I often find ourselves, um, maybe after too many beers, um, discussing, and we kind of throw the idea forward of UBI, and we always seem to find ourselves somewhere around the the topic of privatized tax system, mm. because if you're creating this distribution and you and and everyone's dipping into it, and you can start with, as you say, a unit that's going to be able to be uh, uh, traded essentially for some cent, uh, some point of value. But you know, as people are, whether they are contributing uh, loyalty points or they choose to contribute physical cash into it, mm. you 
we often find ourselves talking about, well, mm-hmm. imagine if you gave the option to smaller businesses, because I guess the bigger businesses are going to be more constrained to the regulatory frameworks, the ability to donate a percentage of the income. And then that income can be, because it's transparent, you understand exactly which individuals got it for what, um, or maybe it's a road project, or maybe it's building housing, but you have exactly a trace. And, and this is a big problem with tax, right? We pay our tax and we have no idea where it goes because politicians determine where it's going to be spent. And if we look at our current economy I th- and political I thought, I thought it was the Guptas who determined where it was going uh, well, to be correct. spent. Correct. I mean, yeah. so, so, so we'll check with them, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and Gagaba. And so, like, now, we keep throwing it forward and you accelerate that cycle of, well, if I can see where it's being spent, I'm going to spend more into it. And it gets to a point where governments who are funded through tax are at risk of these kind of platforms. I mean, where do you see that kind of going? Yeah, it's a, I mean, I'm throwing it out there. No, right? no, no, no. It's no, purely theoretical. It's a, I love, it is. <clears throat> it's philosophical more than theoretical, <clears throat> but it's <throat> happening. Yeah. yeah. This is the reality. I mean, there's a reason that, that, that Putin met with uh, uh, Vitalik Buterin last week or the week mm. before. Mm. I don't know if you're aware of no, that. No, no, I wasn't. You know the guy who wrote the Ethereum code? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he had an audience, private audience with, with, with Vlad, uh, and a public audience. He was on stage at something. Sure. And the Russian Central Bank is now, or the finance minister, I'm not sure who it was, it's a lady, and she announced that, that the Russian government is, has started a cryptocurrency, a state run crypto project. I, I, I saw something about that. Now, why would you do that? Yeah. You'd only do that because you hate your bet, shit. Right? I'm losing. We're losing. We're going to lose control. Mm. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's trying to retain control mm. over over the monetary system because otherwise it just de- decentralizes everything and it yeah. does away with a lot of the function of government, which is the control of of, of flow of capital. Um, and you know, in a sense, uh, I personally, I it's something that I look forward to. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure I'm going to see it in my lifetime. But you know, and and you especially as I feel there's a sniper on us right now. <laughs> Close the window well, quickly. <clears throat> yeah. The efficient one would have been Pravin Gordon, but he's sitting on the sidelines these days. <laughs> yeah, and the others I'm not sure are that yeah. interested in chasing. Well, well I, th- I think the beauty of what what this is is it doesn't require a Pravin Gordon or or a Putin. Mm. It requires it someone to stand up and do society, it. It doesn't require a central right? bank. Exactly. No, that's not going to that's not going to disappear in in, in, yeah. in in overnight. Yeah. And and there's lots of learnings coming out of the crypto space in particular. You know the problems that blockchain, uh, sorry, that that, that uh, Bitcoin has had, the problems that Ethereum's had with hard mm. forks and soft forks and all sorts of issues. Those are some of them are systemic. So I don't know what so, a hard fork or a soft fork is. Uh, okay, so is that on the code base? On the on the yes on, on the, the blockchain. It's on the blockchain. Okay, on the so when chain. you want to change, if you if if a if a community because they're if they're Basically, they're DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations. Yeah. So, if you want, to, if, if Bitcoin wants to change any of the code that runs the blockchain, yeah. um, then it has it goes to a voting system to all okay. the participants who run nodes, etc., etc., etc. Okay, I understand that. Uh, if it doesn't hit a certain level, it mm. doesn't pass. If you have uh, a, a and it's a voting level, it's right? a vote. Yeah, okay. everyone everyone who yeah. participates as votes according yeah. to those pools because there's big mining yeah. farms, etc., yeah. etc. So I don't get too. Yeah. It's a democracy, right? It is a democracy. Um, yeah. Although part of the problem is, and that's exactly the point I'm coming to, is that with with Bitcoin in particular, uh, 
the democracy component has diminished quite significantly from where it was intended to be. Yeah. Because the miners' controls have so yeah. much control. It's so much centralization. So, a, so much centralization. Mm. So you have three or four massive mining groups in the world, mm. one in the States and several in the rest of them in China, and you have one manufacturer of the hardware. So sure. if you want to, if you want to mine Bitcoin, there's only one place in the world where you can buy the, uh, uh, GPU units yeah. that are capable of running that code. So automatically you've got, it'll, it'll change in time. Um, and of course when the mining stops on Bitcoin or it reaches its 21 yeah. million cap, then you won't have that problem any longer. But there are bumps in, in the road and, and hurdles in the road that weren't anticipated. Yeah. And, and this regard. is Ethereum, Ethereum. Ethereum. Ethereum is certainly trying to look at solving quite a lot of those problems, and also the the, the DLT framework as opposed to the blockchain framework. And yeah, I'd love oh, to get your view on the DLTs. I mean, that's what everyone ends up building their own it's DLTs. A distributed ledger. Yeah. yeah, you know, uh, some of them are public and some of them are private. It's just, uh, mm. um, and there's there's a lot of people poo poo the private ones, but yeah. that's exactly where the institutions are going. Is they're sure. running private blockchain? Well, why wouldn't you? I mean, exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, it's just a much more efficient way of doing business. Yeah. So, you, yours is public. Uh, the actual blockchain that we're building it on is is uh, it's a it's a private blockchain, okay. although it's it's free it's freeware. So okay, it's okay. open source. You can access it. It's a it's a a, a crowd for an Israeli crowd. Okay. Um, but we we want to keep it closed only because we don't want to incur transaction fees okay. running on other blockchains. So, so your verification is done through crypto and, and, and a team of individuals who verify, the, as opposed to the miners. It's done in, a, in it's done in the chain. Yeah. It's done in the chain. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you don't have those huge fees and you, you don't have you that don't centralization. Will, we, we will have fees, but they'll be so nominal. Yeah. Certainly until until a point where we reach like. If we reach massive scale, then we're going to have to readdress that because the technology will change. And, yeah, for you know, sure. Things, things that we don't, we can't foresee now will, will throw up new challenges. I mean, a point of those fees is to cover your infrastructure costs, right? And the processing power and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're uh, cloud-based Amazon Web services. Right? It's not, doesn't come for free. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we built that into the, into the business model as well. Okay. So for every hundred units we distribute, yeah. We also distribute a small portion, percentage of that, into uh, – uh, part of it goes to business processing and transaction. Okay. Part of it goes to the uh, – what we call the Ubu sphere, which is the area where market makers and early adopters <coughs> – so for Their argument's benefits. sake, if for argument's sake, pick and pay came to us and said, look, we've – you know, our, our loyalty program is costing us too much money, la, 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 la. Uh, can we talk to you about uh, the adoption of Ubu's? Yeah. We would give them an incentive whereby they would earn on each, uh, each issuance. Fantastic. For a period of time, yeah. Just, we, we got about five minutes left. What, what is your big critical next steps? What are your big challenges that you're facing? Is that we, we haven't even got into most of what I, what I put down on, on, on our show notes to actually get into. It's because I talk too much. No, no I just Mike, think this is Mike, just you've so got your, Can I get a job? Is that what uh, you're no, about, I'd, right? I'd, I'd love, to, I'd love to get a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this has been an interview so process. <laughs> so, so re- really, what, what, what are the big uh, next steps for you guys and, and the challenges that you face? Okay, so the two day-to-day real challenges we face are is coming overcoming the cynicism. Um, yes, you know, we went to see a major retailer whom I know very well. Uh, he was a client <laughs> of mine for many years, and 
I said, yeah, okay, blockchain, uh, not blockchain, uh, Bitcoin. He went, yeah, that's that stuff that criminals and gangsters yeah. use. And I said, yeah, yeah it, it is in part, but so you've got this huge. It's a very similar barrier. thinking to cloud. It, it, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, it's the dark web and all of that stuff, which yeah. is, uh, we're uh, way past that. We're way still past have a mentality that, yeah, that yeah. you, you have to break through. Uh, so, so that is the challenge is, 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 is honestly the, the biggest challenge we face is, is tying up vendors, people who are prepared okay. to take an element of risk and go, or to be prepared to think differently. It's not necessarily risk related. Yeah. Some of it is, some of it is risk free. Mm. Uh, some of it we're giving them. I mean, for instance, and this is an area which is, I'm going to touch very briefly on another very short time, but if you, if you take local businesses, uh, you take a local coffee shop, whatever, and they only promote themselves, they go to where? Default to Facebook, Google. Mm. Okay. Yeah. We will after a bad group. We will give them. Yeah. We'll give them access to those. Not give them. We will. Tr- we will uh, um, uh, uh, assist them to reach those audiences. So we'll geolocate our our Ubu holders and say, right, okay. you've got stores here, 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 here. Oh, yeah, of course. Here. Yeah, yeah. We've got users in that geographical uh, uh, space, and we have two point three million Ubus floating in that little economy. Make an offer, put on, and we don't charge for it. Sweet. And we, we, we send, yeah. we send the messaging to the user who's, it's poppy compliant and they're in the, the retailer. There's a win-win there. There's right. a win-win. And Absolutely. you're stimulating you're the market stimulating that you're trying market. to drive. Because you're right. giving these things away Fantastic. and all of a sudden you start to change. Fantastic. You're focusing on fungibility. On, yeah, and yeah. value. And, yeah. cra- and big word for you, huh? Big word for me. I normally call it the velocity of money. But well, the, velocity, yeah. that's a different thing technically, but yeah, sure. it's similar. Yeah. Uh, and then the second thing is, is, <laughs> is obviously to feed this machine. Um, we're, we're, you know, we're four entrepreneurs and we're, yeah. we're paying ourselves in Ubus. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Better get those retailers on. Get an so Audi retailer yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to get uh, Norman Goodfellas on to have to get That's not the kind of. Uh, that's not the kind of. Uh, I would say. Yeah, no, absolutely. But but it was quite funny because uh, you know before we 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 did the show, I think it was um. Monday afternoon, I put a little poll on Twitter. Um, yes. And it was quite interesting. We got 45 votes, which I, I was quite chuffed with because it was the first poll that we've ever done. I was like, <laughs> let's test this. And it was really to see how people are, are embracing the idea. It was quite interesting. And I, I just said, you know, UBI, great idea, crap idea, don't know. And listen, for, uh, listen in, I think. Listen, listen in. Because I voted yeah. listen in. Yes. Oh, did you yes, vote? I did. I did. Well, so we well, won. Yeah, well, well, you know what? It's fine because out of 45 votes, 42 or 19 voted great idea. So, it's, you know, as, as a volume, that's where it's coming. And, yeah. and only seven said, you know, friggin' nuts. Smoking your socks. Smoking your socks. But they obviously think of cryptocurrency as that. You that, have an educated audience, you, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Um, I guess for the rest of you who said listen in. I hope you've listened in. Well, I know we've got 19, know. well, actually 18 listeners now. <laughs> I hope they listen through. <laughs> so apart from Justin listening in. But Justin, thank you. I, 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 please can we, can we have another show? You know, let us know as you guys progress because I'd, lo- I'd love to, I'd love to follow the journey of what you guys are going through from a blockchain development, from a UBI, because these are two massive ideas that, that have, that have come together in a beautiful way. 
and and is fundamentally challenging the status quo more than 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 most things. I mean, Uber was is great, but it challenged the taxi industry. Yeah. What you guys are doing is challenging yeah. something far more. You, you know, in terms yeah. of the level of disruption I'm talking about. Sure. So not I mean, not not trying to do what Uber's done, but you no. Know. But Uber and B and Airbnb always held up as two instances of it. Mm. For instance, uh, for example, and they brought efficiency. They did. They yeah. unlocked yeah. Maribyrn Capital because vehicles sit in the hundred percent twenty three yeah. hours. So we're doing yeah. some of the same thing, but we're creating and we're hoping to create an entire. Uh, economic system that runs parallel to the rest of the world's fantastic system. Yeah. All right, lovely. Thanks, Thanks Justin. for having me. Uh, any any final thoughts from you, Mr. Sinclair? I'm really looking forward to the influence you'll have on political shifts. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a whole new sub- topic on its own. So. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Thank you very much for being on the yeah. show. Thanks for having me, guys. Fantastic. Thanks. Thank you. And this is the Futurology showing, signing out. Uh, so thank you very much for listening in. Cheerio there. Cliff Central Revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.